Adventures with Eric, Chapter 11, A Ghost Story. The time when we saw ghosts was altogether different than the barn experience. It all started long before any of us were alive. So it was a long, long time ago. There was a family who built a house. This information comes from Scott's dad, and I know he knows about such things. The family was from the city and didn't know much about country living. They were confused about where to get water from or how to build an outhouse and didn't understand what crops to plant. They wandered around their ramshackle house for a couple of years trying to figure out how to live. Eventually, they all died as a result of their bumbling. When we saw them, they were still trying to get out of the country. Well, that is what Scott's dad told us later. It wasn't quite the way the rest of us thought of it. And it didn't quite fit what we saw. It was a dark and cloudy night when we decided we would have a bonfire and roast some hot dogs and marshmallows. Scott's place was the best because even though it was on our street, they had an actual farm. Not just a couple of acres like the rest of us. They had a lot of land. Scott's dad had gathered a great amount of wood and used a little of what the rest of us understood to be gasoline, but he referred to as Boy Scout to start the fire. The fire ignited with a large whoosh. There was a gigantic fireball. We were all cheering and saying Scott's dad was the greatest. And then just as suddenly it settled right down to almost nothing. With lots of blowing and applying of napkins and other pieces of paper, we finally got a half-decent fire going. I think Scott's dad's feelings were hurt when we refused to let him help bring the fire to life for the second time. The cheering must have gone to his head. Four 11-year-olds cheering one on has to be a heady experience. Once the fire was burning, we armed ourselves with sticks and began to roast hot dogs. Scott began to tell a tale. You know, about 20 years ago, there were people living on this land that died strange deaths. They are said to still be around here now. He continued to drone on, but nobody was paying attention to him. We were all distracted looking at some shapes that had appeared in the smoke. I can vaguely remember Scott stopping his story and beginning to stare with the rest of us. They were vaguely human forms. I could make out a man walking on the spot and a woman who seemed to reach down and pick something up. We were awed and shocked. And then, being 11-year-old boys, after about 20 seconds of this, we became bored and began talking about what was happening. Hey, they seem to be doing a bunch of nothing, I said and realized right away that my speaking had caused the ghosts or smoke forms, to disappear. Then they reappeared. This time the lady looked like she was getting into a car and driving away. Shortly after that, everything disappeared, and then it appeared that a large clock was formed in the smoke. The hands could even be seen going around. This is really weird, Scott said. Yeah, I think you boys had better go home and we should go in, Scott's dad said. We can't just go in. We have seen ghosts in the smoke of the fire. There is still a large ghost clock slowly disappearing in the smoke right now. Quite out of character, Bernie said, Yeah, I think I saw a hot dog and some popcorn. You saw what? Scott asked. Hot dog and popcorn, and there it goes again, Spud answered. And sure enough, there was a ghost hot dog and popcorn floating around the large clock. Unfortunately, this was too much for Scott's dad, who got a pail of water and put out our pitiful fire. He rushed Scott into the house and the rest of us headed for home. Spud grabbed the extra hot dogs in case he got hungry on the walk. I was intrigued. 
Real ghosts. They were there in the smoke. I told my mom. She looked really concerned until I told her about the clock with the hot dogs and popcorn floating around it. She said, I bet you can only see those ghosts when the drive-in movie is playing. And I bet the clock and hot dogs only come up during the intermission between pictures. I know what she was saying. And I suspect if I let her, she would have even said we would see cartoon ghosts earlier in the evening, prior to the start of the feature attraction. But there were smoke ghosts in Scott's backyard. Nobody can take that away. The ghosts were like aliens. They just needed a little help, and they became real to me and my friends. They also became real to one grown man who would probably like me to tell him that they were just reflections picked up from a drive-in movie. I never told him. Never told anybody. And we still talk about them, the ghosts in the fire. That was the last bonfire Scott ever had in his backyard. But it was the best one. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Seeing as how it is a very short episode, I am going to try and entertain you with a short humorous poem to make up for time. This is called Parking Lot. An insane dog gazes out the back of a pickup truck, making me aware of my decayed luck. As his breath is felt on my face, I know I am walking too close to his space, and my heart beats, lubbed up, lubbed up. His eyes are gleaming, his teeth are steaming, and his breath is rather bad. The look from his face is definitely of the mad, and my heart beats, lubbed up, lubbed up. As I walk, I am no fool. I know the meaning of that drool. And on the truck bed, his saliva goes, drip, 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 drip. On his neck is a studded collar, engraved with his name, Devil's Dollar. And still his saliva goes, drip, 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 drip. The hair on his neck begins to rise, and I notice fire in his eyes. And my heart beats, lubbed up, lubbed up. My pace quickens as my blood thickens. Still his saliva goes, drip, 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 drip. He pulls his teeth back in a growl. I feel an unpleasant movement in my bowel. And still something goes, drip, 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 drip. I try to dash. From behind me, I hear a crash, and my heart beats. Double up, double up. I quicken my pace, only to feel him anticipate a chase, and his saliva goes, drip, 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 drip. I am too young to lose a life. I haven't even sired a litter, don't have a wife, and my heart goes, lubbed up, lubbed up. I make it to a tree, no longer a chance he will catch me, and my heart beats, lubbed up, lubbed up. The truck still has him in the back, chained in and unable to attack, and his saliva goes, drip, 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 drip. To the truck I do walk. It is my turn to stalk, and all I hear is whimper, whine, whimper, whine. I sit and purr and feel very, very fine. Thank you. I hope you have enjoyed that. If you enjoy listening to Adventures with Eric, please... Tell your Aunt Martha. Tell your Uncle Bob. Tell your cousin Nick. Tell anybody. Tell your nephews and nieces. The more people that listen, the better my chances of continuing with this. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.